Today's share in Mishnah Briyomi is of Ayin Beis Omud Beis. We're in the second volume of Mishnah Bura, in the middle of some very interesting halachos in Simon Kuf Ayin, dealing with the proper etiquette that a person should have at the table. And many of these laws are based upon Maseches Derech Eretz Zuta, one of the, quote, minor tractates. It's not part of the Dafyomi cycle, but contains a lot of very interesting and important halachos. We begin at the very top with Sif Tes. The Mechabi writes, Lo yochal shum o botzol. person shouldn't eat garlic or onions, Rosho from the top, olav, but instead should start eating from the leaves. We'll explain this in a moment. Vim ochal, and if you did eat them in the way that the Mechaber just said is prescribed, Ravosan. a person who eats like this is a glutton. The Ramah adds, Hagah, Velo yochal derech ravsonus, and even when you eat it, you shouldn't eat it like a gluttonous person. And Velo yochal's hamaychol biyado achas v'yitlosh bimena biyado shnia, and don't rip the pieces apart, hold one in one hand and rip the other one apart, like a glutton is wont to do. Again, now let's understand this. The Mishnah Burin Sivkat Nechav Gimel says that we're talking here, Mirosho, Pirish, he explains, Ki Hashum, the garlic, Halovan Shabo, the white part of it, Mi Bifnim, in the inside, Hua Meshubach Shabo, that's the more tasty, delicious part of the garlic. The Ha'olin, Ha'yirokin, and the green leaves, Shalamala, that are on the top, Guru in Mehen, aren't as good. And a person appears like a glutton, if he starts to eat from the head, he looks like a gluttonous person. This is brought down the name of the Prisha. So I didn't fully understand this, to be honest with you, so I'll read you the exact words of the Prisha, and we use them to explain what the Chafetz Chaim over here is saying in the Mishnah Bura. The Prisha, which is a commentary on the tour, writes as follows, The head of the garlic, that's the best part of the garlic. And that's the white part of the love of the garlic. So the white part of the of the garlic is the best part. And that's called the rosho. the lower part, who that's the green part, it's not as tasty. If you eat the good part first, you're going to leave sometimes the green leaves behind. And it looks like you're a glutton. So that's what the Mishnah Brewer seems to be bringing down over here from the Prisha. If you look at the Halacha Brewer, he explains this as follows. First eat the leaves on the outside, and then afterwards, eat the inner part. You don't eat the inner part first, and he explains in the Sharat Sion, if you eat the good part first, you look like a glutton. The Miri explains a little bit differently. He says, because you don't wait to take off the alim, which is the proper way to eat this, but you just go right in and eat the good part without taking off the alim first. In any event, this is considered to be eaten in a ravenous, gluttonous way, which is improper for a person to eat in that fashion. And that's really what the Ramah was commenting on when he said, don't be a glutton, don't eat anything in a gluttonous way. That's the basic idea over here. A person shouldn't look like he's famished and starved, but it should eat in a more bechavadik way. Sivkatan chavdalit, the Mishnah says, me olav, means mitzad ha'olim, from the side of the leaves. Sivkatan chavhei biyado shniya, don't rip it apart, the Ramah said. Rotzolomar, kemar rotzolikra bekach dover midover. If you're trying to rip something with force, one from the other, shemachzit b'shnei yodav likra, you're ripping it apart with great force. So b'maseches deretz eretz shalufneinu ha'girsa. If you look in the Gemara, in b'maseches deretz eretz, zuta, it actually has a slightly different girsa. Hatipei shebohen, the silly one, ochas ha'kelech biyodav, Yodu Achaz holds the stalk in one hand, Uneshachal Bishinov, and bites it 
and that's how he removes the food. In this fashion, it's considered not a proper way. And he says, look in the Vilna Gon and Biagra for further discussion of this. Again, bottom line is, don't look like a glutton when you're eating. Sif writes, A person shouldn't bite off the piece of the food that he's eating and then place it on the table. We'll see later on in Sif Kotten Tezvav that this means the actual chaticha that you bite off, you shouldn't place on the table. And that's because it's disgusting. It's brought down in the Mishnah Bru in Sif Kotten Chavav. This is disgusting for other people. You bite a piece off and you place the piece that you bit off on the table. A person shouldn't drink two cups at once in the middle of his meal. We'll see what it means in a second in the Mishnah Bura. And then go bench. Again, he looks like a glutton in this situation, and he's only trying to drink a lot over here to clear his body so he'll be able to even eat more. Mishnabur explains in Sivkat and Chavzayin, the nearer the Shishosa also Mavasach, if you drink one cup and then another cup right afterwards, Shaosa Lishro Samaycho, it looks like you're trying to just drown the food down so you'll be able to eat more. So it looks over here as if the person is drinking this excessive amount just in order to be able to eat more after he benches. And that, again, is a gluttonous way of eating, and one shouldn't do this. The Torah had a different girsa, though, the Mishnah Bur says. Don't bring two kosas to a person at the same time. And the Achronim explained it as follows. Right now, the person only wants one glass. In the second glass, he's bringing out already to bench on it, so it's a glass of wine. Even though this was your intention, don't bring out the two glasses of wine at once, because the people seeing you, all of them are going to wonder, they, they think, that this person just wants to drink a lot, and that's why he's doing it. Dishu foot number 25 points out that all of these halachos, they really apply only on weekdays. On Shabbos, a person is allowed to appear somewhat more interested in eating, and it doesn't have the din of merse krav sanusi. looks like a glutton in this situation, like a starving, famished person, because there's a mitzvah, as we brought down in yesterday's shift, for a person to want and desire to eat the food on Shabbos. Siv cut and base. Shnaim shoshim al shulchan. You have two people eating together on the table. Hagadol poshit yodol tchila. The greater of the two should be the first one to go take the food from the table. And if somebody takes something first in front of a person who's greater than him, that also makes you look like a glutton. Mishnah Bruin Sivkat and Chavches explains, even if there's not one communal plate, but there are many different plates out there. Nevertheless, it's more proper cover to let the greater person take first. A person shouldn't go and take anything from the plate that's even in front of him. Before the Godel takes from the plate that's in front of him. So therefore, even though you have separate plates, so he has, let's say, Chalant on that end of the table, you have Chalant on this end of the table, nevertheless, you shouldn't take the Chalant first, let the Godel take the Chalant first. Likewise, if there's fruit in front of everybody, so the apples on your side of the table, apples on his side of the table, you let the Godel go take the apple first, even though he's not taking your apple, he's taking it from a different plate than yours, you still should let the Godel go take first. Issue foot number 26 brings down, this is true, afilu in avar echod v'hiktim esasm l'godol. Somebody else at the table already did take, so he already was transgressing and looking like a glutton. So that shouldn't start the cascade. Everyone else at the table going and taking before the godol is taken. That's brought down in the Sefer, Salmas Chaim, Everybody else shouldn't follow this person who made a mistake. Let the godol take ahead of you, even though somebody else jumped the gun and took before the godol.
Then he says, how do you define a Godel? So Rav Pinchas Sheinberg Zatzal brings down that this is Ben Godel B'chachma or Ben Godel B'shanim. This would be a person who's wiser than you, a Tam or just an older person than you. He should be given the honor of going first. Sif Yud Gimel. The Mechaber writes, If a person enters into a house, Lo Yomar, he shouldn't say, Tenuli Lechel, give me something to eat. Until they invite him, sit down and eat something, please. The Mishnah Bruin Sivkotan Chavtes writes, meaning that when you go to the house of the Balabayis, and it's talking about, of course, when you're not paying for your food. If a person goes into a restaurant or into somebody's house where he's paying for his food, he's allowed to ask them, please bring me my food. Sivkot and Lamid, Tanuli Lechol, the Mishnah Bruin says, the will if they placed it in front of him, then ain't Sarek Lahamtin too, then once they put it in front of him, he doesn't have to say, can I please start eating? By definition, they put it in front of him, they're entitled him to eat. The issue foot number 27 brings down that this is a din only in regards to eating. You shouldn't ask somebody, can I please have something to eat? However, in regards to drinking, the Ben Yishchai brings down, When you go into somebody's house, you are allowed to ask them, please, can I have a drink, even before they offer it to you. But food, you shouldn't ask them for unless they offer it to you. Again, these are halachas of etiquette, of proper musr, that a person should conduct himself in his interpersonal relationships with other people. There are more now where it's a go, lo yomar odem lechaveiro, bo vecholi mi ma shechaltani. Person shouldn't say to another person, listen, I ate by you, so now go and come eat by me. They have a kiporea lo chovo, because this would appear to be that he's paying back a debt. Last week I ate by you, so that was five dollars. Now you're going to eat by me, I'll pay you back the five dollars. Venir a kilu hilvalo, it looks like it was a loan. And therefore, if you give him a little bit more, v'yesh lochos shiachileo yoser, if you now give him what would be worth six dollars, you gave him a better cut of meat, this bay Mishum Ribis, and this could halachically be a problem of ribis. The Mishnah Brewer explains this if cut in Lamed Aleph that it's not really ribis, Kloma de Mexique ribis. It looks like it's ribis over here. Avomidina lav ribis, who it technically is not ribis. The lawyer miscabi Mishor Shelchilo, but Rishon because it wasn't his intention when he gave him the food the first time that he would go repay him with giving him a meal later on. So it's technically not really ribis, but just looks like ribis to the onlook. However, the Roma continues, But you're certainly allowed to tell the person, come and eat with me, and I'll eat with you another time. That doesn't look like ribbis. I'm paying you back because you came to my house, now I'm going to your house. And you certainly can go and eat with him afterwards, even if one of them, the second one, gives a bigger meal than the first one, it's not a problem. You're not returning the debt. This is an etiquette way, a uh, appropriate way, so the person shouldn't be so the person shouldn't say no, no, I don't want to be reliant upon presence, I don't want to eat by you so you'll, you tell the guy, well listen, you'll, I'll eat by you another time, and you'll pay me back it doesn't really mean that you're paying him back, it's not really a ribbis thing at all because the person might not want to eat by somebody else for free, he says no, no, no don't worry, another time I'll come to you the Taz doesn't like this either, and he says no that still looks a little bit like ribbis, I ain't showing the Taz but the minute of the belt is that you can say, oh, listen, I'll come to you now, or you'll come to me some other time, that's not a problem. Mishnah Uber explains in Sifkat Lamed Gimel, The reason why the belt does this is because you're not really saying, I'll pay you back next time. It's this, you're eating by me, it's a matana. When I eat by you, it's a matana. And it's not in any way a repayment of a loan and no shaila of ribbis. Person shouldn't break a piece of bread, a slice of bread, over some 
plate of food, because, as the Mishabur says in Sivkam Lamadalit, that in that situation, Hainu Prusas Apras, he told him about breaking a slice of bread, but Tom, the reason is, Shematipa La Prusa Latocha Kaira, because maybe the piece of bread will then fall into the plate of food, the Yemah and make the food disgusting. Isa Begumar Brach, as Moran Brach says, Kishi Yachtuch Basar, likewise, when you're cutting meat, Yachtuchenu Abagabi Yashuch, and go cut it on a plate, Uchadom, or in some other cutting board. Follow Agabi Yah, but don't cut the piece of meat in your hand, because Shema Yivkabi Yadu, because you may cut too much and cut into your hand a little bit, and this would be a terrible, disgusting thing. And some blood will come out and make the food disgusting. So therefore, don't cut the food in that way. Don't cut bread in this way as well. The Mechaber continues and says, however, but you can't take a slice of bread and go wipe out the bottom of the pot with the bread. The Mishnah explains in Sivkat Lamedhe, you want to scoop up all the gravy or the stuff at the bottom of the pot with your slice of bread and eat the slice of bread that's perfectly allowable. The Lavhachi, but if you're just going to use it to clean out the pot, this would be a terrible bizarre for the bread. The common Simon Kufayanal, if it was one in Mitzvah the next Simon, that you're not allowed to do certain things with bread, it's a disparagement or a disgusting usage of bread which is not permitted. Sif Tesvav. The Mechaber writes, Lo perurin A person shouldn't collect crumbs and put them on the table. Why? Which the Ramor explains, Pirush Matrid, you're going to disturb or bother, Daito Shechavero, the other person at the table is going to be disturbed or bothered by the fact that you're collecting all these crumbs and putting them on the table. The Allah Brewer explains, and he says, the reason behind this is there are people there are people that are disgusted by this collecting of the crumbs and putting them on the table if it's done right in front of them. And this is in fact brought down from Masechah's Derech Eretz Zuta as well. However, you find in Dishu for number 30 in regards to another din that we'll learn that we don't put empty cups on the table. He brings down over there, Bismanenu, Kosa the Ben Yishchai, the Ben Yishchai writes that if the Minag is different, the people aren't mockbit about it, then we don't have to be mockbit about it also. So it's very possible that that would apply over here as well. We'll discuss that a little bit more, that Ben Yishchai, when we get to that section of Shulchan Aruch. Again, the bottom line is, you don't do things that are going to disturb other people at the meal. One should be considerate and very much aware of his actions, that they may cause other people to become disgusted, and one shouldn't act in that fashion. Similarly, in this regard, the Mechaber continues and he writes, Don't bite off a piece and then put it in front of your friend, or put it back on the plate. Because other people would be disgusted by this. Not everybody would be pleased to see that happening. It would be, make them very, very uncomfortable and would take their appetite away and turn their stomach. Mr. Brewer in Sifkat Lamed Bob says, Hey, didn't we just learn this din earlier in today's shir in Sifyud? We learned this already in Sifyud. It said, Lo so don't bite off a piece and put it on the table. So you can't put it in front of the table. You certainly can't put it in front of your friend. If you can't even put it on the table, don't put it in front of your friend. It's certainly not back on the plate. Ella Be'emez Garcin and Hocha Mi Perusa. Here it's not talking about you taking the bite that you bit off and put it on the table. You're talking about you take a bite from something and then you put the remainder of that item back on the table. This is actually the girsa that's found Mi Perusa that's found in Derech Eretz and as well in the Rokeach. The Hainu the piece that you bit off and you're eating, of course you can't put that down. Don't put that down in front of somebody else. Don't even put that on the table. And that's what we learned in Chedeel B'Sif Yod. El here, HaKavon Alachatichos Shenishar. Here we're talking about the remainder, not the piece that you bit off and put in your mouth, but that bigger piece that you took it from, Shenoshach Mimeno, that you bit from it, Bishina, with your teeth. 
Eze Prusa, that you took a bite out of that, the Gam Zuha Chaticha, that's, that's remaining behind, that was bitten out of, Lo Yitain Lefnei don't put that in front of your friend, Lechol, for him to eat, Obekara, back on the plate. And this is brought down the name of the El Yerab and the Prisha, because that is disgusting to most people. Don't drink from a cup and then give it to your friend to drink. Why? Because this is dangerous. This is life-threatening. Mishabur explains the Sivkat Lamed Zayin. He gives more of a psychological reason because the person will be too ashamed not to take the cup from you. He'll take it from you and he'll drink it against his will. And he'll be so disgusted from drinking that leftovers from you. Maybe your saliva is in it over there, and it will just make him sick from thinking about it. That would only be there for a problem if the person gave it to the other person to drink from it, the cup, after he drank from it. However, if he just puts it down, and then the other person takes it, but there's no problem, because there's no real physical danger here, according to this understanding, it's more of a psychological danger. However, the Taz writes, the Taz calls of any Risi Bitzavos or Belezer Godol. I myself saw in the Tzavos from Belezer Godol, Shemazir Ma'od. He's very, very cautious and telling you, do not, Shalom Lishtos, don't drink from the leftovers of somebody else. Kishema Yeshlo Choli Besoch Kufo. This is more of a physiological reason. There could be some sickness in that cup. There's a, a virus or a bacteria in that cup. The Yatsaruach Mi Pivli Osushir and that disease came from his mouth and went into the remnant over there. I ain't shot and look in the Rebbe Lezegodol to seem to suggest that there's some problem over there. It's not that the saliva on the top of the cup is a problem of, of a psychological distress, but there's some bacterial or viral component there that's dangerous. And then the Mishnabur says, I in the comments of Chavbeis, the Mahani Kinuach Mokom Nishika Sepeis says it's adequate if you just wipe off the area where the lips touched. Or if you just put a little water on it, the area where the person drank from. Now, that seems to imply that there's nothing in the remnant that's the problem. It's only the disgusting part of where you drank from that you've cleaned that off. It's okay. This seems to disagree with what Rebbe Godel says is brought down by the Taz. However, the Mishnabur concludes, he says, that we may not recognize that first person and that person may have been sick or had some illness that we don't know about and therefore the Oz Yesh Lachus Yosef so maybe that's what Rebbe's God was talking about and he says also look in the Prima Godim but if the person himself over here is not known to be sick so then it's just a question of wiping away the area where he drank from and that would be adequate Issue foot number 28 says, most people drink from a Kiddush cup that other people make Kiddush from, or from a Sheva Brachos. So Shalom Zalman Zatzal asked, how can we do this? It seems to say over here that it's Aser. So he brings down from the Stechemet, Shalitzorich Mitzvah Shiny. If it's a Mitzvah cup, like a Kiddush cup or a Sheva Brachos cup, that's not a problem. The Ben Ishchai gives another terrace. He says that the minig of the Bnei Bayis told him everybody to drink from the Kiddush cup because they know that the Balabais is not sick, so there's no problem. But if you theoretically, like we said in the Mishnah you don't know if the person was healthy or sick, in that situation, be more careful. Lamaisa is an infectious disease physician. I would tell people that there could be potentially dangerous transmission of hepatitis B or other things like mumps or other contagions, and one shouldn't really drink from another person's cup. Again, if you do know them and they know that they're not sick, so then that risk is minimized, but it never really goes away. You shouldn't drink from a cup and then leave the empty cup on the table. You should keep on holding in your hand until the shamash comes, the waiter comes, and he takes the cup back from you. 
It's not proper cover to leave an empty cup on the table. Here's where Dear Shufut number 30 brings down that nowadays things are quite different. And the Ben Yishchai writes, If everybody does this, of course, you don't have to be careful about this. And the Ketos Shulchan adds over here the same idea. That was the way they ate. They were mocked about it, a cup in those days. The Shamash would come by and fill up your cup. Nowadays we have a water or, or beverages on the table. Everybody fills up their own cup. There's certainly nothing wrong with having an empty cup on the table. And this is not a halacha. This is just etiquette. And if the etiquette changes, so then you follow the etiquette. That concludes today's share.